Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the podcast series. I am the podcast mogul, Phil Better, and today I'm super happy to have an OG podcaster like myself, Jacob from My My Social Life. Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh man, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Jacob, I've listened to a couple of your episodes. Uh, I've missed one or two of these big shots that we were talking about a little earlier, and I'm going to ask you about them, uh, but I want to just tease that, you know, that like a podcaster should. Um, How about you uh, let my audience know a little bit about you, how uh, about your podcast and that? Yeah, so my podcast is called My Social. I know we're gonna get a little bit in the backstory and everything, so I won't go too deep into it right now. I'm gonna steal answer some of your questions before you get the chance to answer them. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my podcast, My Social Life, which is all about the life stories behind the people on social media, which is kind of where that that name comes from. It's also like a, a play on words because also during the coronavirus lockdown, it became my literal social life, so it worked in that aspect as well. Um, so yeah, so I find just people I find on social media that I think are interesting. I reach out to them and I have them on the podcast, and we dive into their life story and I go all the way back from the beginning literally like my first question in every podcast is what were you like as a kid growing up like what did you want to be in so that's kind of where we we start and we start from literally like four five six to where they are now we kind of walk through the ups and downs of their careers lessons they've learned from successes lessons they've learned from failures tips and tricks that the audience can take away um, and so I do that that's every single Monday 5 a.m eastern standard time we dive into that um, and then every Thursday I put out a bonus episode called takeaways which is an audio exclusive so the full podcast is available on YouTube now um, I do an audio exclusive every Thursday where it's just me solo for around 15 to 25 minutes. And I tease out some of my takeaways and some of what I thought were the best moments from the interview. So like I'll talk about some things I learned from my guests. So it's, if most of my episodes are around 90 minutes. So if you don't have time to sit through and digest the full 90 minute episode, I try to give you a a shorter bites with a 20, 25 minutes. So you can still get some of the lessons from the interviews without consuming the whole thing. And also increase my downloads by about 50% by doing those (laughs) takeaways, which is why I did that as well. Yep. Uh, I fully get, I like that you do kind of like a cliff note version of your full episode. That's genius. And it's kind of like, maybe I should start doing that as well. Like that's it. Like maybe a Patreon exclusive or something. I don't know, but I like that idea, you know? Um, so you've been podcasting for about three years, right? Correct. Yeah. Just, I think the first episode came out like three years and a month ago or something like that. Well, congratulations on your three year anniversary. Um, why did you start your podcast? Like you, you kind of teased it a bit in the beginning. You wanted to learn about uh, people behind the social media, but was there maybe a different thing that was driving that? Yeah. So I always, since I graduated high school, I guess I've tried to put out content of some kind. When I was like 18, it was a vlog. When I was 19, I had this like sports show where I would talk to my camera about sports news every week. And then I started vlogging again. And then I really started listening to a ton of podcasts. And I was like, this is super interesting. Like, I really like podcasts. Maybe I should start my own, like another content thing I can try. And the original intent behind the show was to teach myself how to grow my vlog channel by interviewing people that have already grown on social media. So it's a very selfish reason for starting is I'm going to start interviewing all these people about social media, take what they teach me, apply it to my vlog channel, and I'm chilling. And so eventually I started going, I was like, man, and my podcast is probably going to explode right away because I'm going to be interviewing people with followers. That is definitely not how it worked out. It was a very naive thought process. But that was the intent was to learn from people and kind of apply their learnings to my own YouTube channel and kind of and try and grow it. Um, but then I fell in love with podcasting more than the vlog channel. And I really started to develop a knack for interviewing. Uh, people started pointing out I had a decent flow when it came to interviewing. My approach was nice. So I got, started getting more positive feedback from 
and viewers from the podcast and the vlog. And I just enjoy doing the podcast more. I love sitting down and talking to someone. I love interviewing people. And I think my podcasts are more of an interview than a conversation. I know a lot of po- podcasters like to clarify when they talk about their show that it's not an interview, it's a conversation. But I do <laughs> feel that mine is genuinely an interview. Um, and so I fell in love with doing that. And so that was back in like June, June, July is when I started recording episodes. First episode came out end of July, 2018. Um, and I've stuck with it ever since I started bi-weekly in the beginning. So I was like, I don't know how much time it's going to take to do each episode. My backlog got so long that I was like, let me try going weekly and see if I can do it. Um, and since going weekly, I've never missed an upload. I've been consistent for the last hundred plus hundred and I mean, I always say episodes, but I never count my takeaways as episodes. I've actually over 300 episodes, but like 152 recorded interviews right now, but I haven't missed other than between episodes three and four, when I was still starting, I missed between three and four, but since then I've haven't missed an upload. Holy shit. That consistency is amazing. Uh, damn. Um, I, I, I take breaks between seasons. I like to call them seasons. I do 21 interviews. Then I have an, uh, kind of like a teaser at the beginning and a, a teaser at the end for the next season and for the season upcoming. And yeah. I, and I, so I have like a week between each season. So this is going to be season five. Uh, no, sorry. The, for this one, uh, there's going to be no season. Sorry, I'm talking about Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Yeah, oh you have too many podcasts. on the I know, it's just track. all of them coming, and they're all co- under one brand, you know? Oh my God, what am I doing? No, this one, I, this one I think will have seasons. Maybe have the intermingle, maybe, I don't know, maybe 30, se- a full month, uh, 30 episodes a season, I don't know. But um, I love how your the you saw the consistency grow, and then you mentioned before when you did your takeaways, your your downloads doubled. Um, what is it like seeing your, like your numbers just nearly double over like a couple months and you're like, what, what's going on? I mean, I started my takeaways early enough that it wasn't like a crazy spike. Like, I think I started around episode 10, I think was the first time I ever did a takeaways episode. So it was pretty early on. And actually the, the reason I started doing it was cause I, I messaged a guy named Mark Metry. I don't know if you know who that is. I messaged him on LinkedIn. He's a, he had a, He's a popular podcast. I can't remember. He changed the name of his show. It might be called The Social Anxiety Show. Now I can't remember what it used to be called. Uh, but he had a, a top, he had a charting podcast. So I messaged him for advice and he said, put out more than one episode a week. And I was putting so much work into my interviews. And I was like, how do I? I was like, I can't feasibly do two episodes a week. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. I can't put more time into research. Like I just, I'm capped. And then I sat down, I was like, well, he said, just do another episode, not another interview a week. And I was like, okay, so what can I do? That's another content type that's aligned with the podcast. That's not an interview. And that's where the takeaways was born. And so it was still relatively early on where it's like the downloads increased, but like, it wasn't like it was a ginormous jump. Like it was kind of still early on where I was figuring things out where there was a jump, but it was so minuscule at the time that I didn't notice. But like looking back on it over time now, I realize that if my, let's say, an episode, if I were to split it, it's probably like 66% goes to the full interview and 33% goes to the takeaways. So about that extra 50% jump from the takeaway. So nothing to answer your question, very long-winded answer, um, <laughs> but minuscule jump at the beginning, but it's just over time, I've realized how much it's added to the show in terms of the downloads. Yeah, it's it's the compounding effect of having more than one show. You know, if you have one more than one episode a week, the more you go. Like if you do a podcast a day, you're going to notice after time, your downloads are going to jump and jump. And then all of a sudden you're in the billions of downloads. So yeah, no, it's only over time can you see that growth. And I noticed it as well. I started with weekly episodes, season one, and then season two, I did two 
and season three was two and then season four is a three three a week and i'm seeing that growth as well how it's jumping as well um i want to know since you've been in the industry so long and you mentioned a little earlier about one of the people you've had the opportunity to interview the uh ceo or no the founder of starbucks excuse me monsieur um <laughs> throwing in french there because i'm fancy uh but how did you like end up getting a chance to interview the founder of Starbucks? Yeah. So the founder of Starbucks came through a connection. So the sponsor of my show, which is also one of my clients at the time of recording this, I'm not sure when this will come out. I'm actually joining them full time um, coming up soon. Nice. Congratulations. But, um, thank you. So they were a client for a while and then I ended up joining them full time. But anyway, so they ended up sponsoring the show. So part of when I first started working, I'll tell you the long version of the story. Mm -hmm. um, so basically when I started working with them, they had a podcast and because I had a, so I was doing some social media stuff for them because I had experience with podcasting. Part of the contract that I ended up working out with them was I was also going to edit their show. And that was part of the agreement. Um, but once coronavirus hit and things got busy and things were changing with them, they kind of stopped doing the podcast for a little while. And then conversations started months later of like, okay, well, we have time to do the podcast again. How do we want to do it? And it was like, do we relaunch the same show? Do we launch a new show? If it's a new show, what's the format? Who's the host? How do we want to do this? And there were just a lot of back and forth trying to figure out how do we want to do this podcast? And eventually their CEO just called me on the phone. He was like, hey, we're paying you to edit the podcast. Can we just pay you the same amount? But instead of editing it, we will just sponsor your show. And we can open up our Rolodex to you. We can help you find guests. We can promote your podcast on our channels. We will basically it's the, the company's called True Fan. So my podcast is like the True Fan podcast. So if anyone asks about their podcast, it's my show. I still retained 100% rights. I still retained creative freedom. It was literally the best possible scenario for a sponsor you could have. Um, so it's just like, like on it, like on, considering I have a sports jersey right here, you know, this is it's just they just slap their logo on it, and but everything else belongs to you. Correct. Yeah. So their logos on the, just in the corner of the cover art, it's, it's like the lower, or it's, I guess it's the upper right-hand corner, not the lower third, but it's the upper right-hand corner of their logos and my podcast. Um, and it's on like, there's just a powered by true fan thing on all my social content. So, but in that, like I have again, complete creative freedom. We also do a bonus episode a month with them where we talk social media trends because it's aligned with the podcast. Um, but yeah, so it's through them. They sponsored the show. They said they'd open the Rolodexes to me. Um, we were doing a call at one point. I, I was a part of their team calls. I am a part of their team calls and the co-founder of Starbucks ended up being on it. He used to, um, mentor the CEO of, of TrueFan named Swish. And um, so he, we were just doing this team call with the co-founder of Starbucks. It's like, this is really cool. And Swish texted me privately during that call, said, by the way, remind me and we will get him to come on the podcast. And I was like, amazing. So it was through him, entirely through him, nothing through some amazing email <laughs> that I sent. It was all entirely through Swish. Um, and yeah, you know, coming on the podcast, he was originally, so my podcasts are 90 minutes, which for some people can be long. And for him, I told him, I was like, Hey, it's 90 minutes. And he was like, Whoa, that is a long time. He was like all caps in the email, long time. <laughs> I was like, totally fair. Um, they're usually 90. If you're uncomfortable, 90, I'll trim it to 60. Um, and then by the 55 minute, he's basically, we jumped on the call for the podcast eventually. And he was like, let's stick to 90 and we'll see how it's going. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and he extended it, gave me as much time as I wanted. I asked him 55 minutes. I was like, Hey, we got about five minutes left. Like, um, how are you doing? Like, do you want me to try to start wrapping this up? Like, where are we at? And I did the, the interview in such a way where we could round it we could end it at a reasonable point after the hour, but I had more that we could go into for that extra bit. And he just said, keep going. You have as much time as you want. So I ended up having for just, I was still respectful of time. So about the hour and a half mark, I didn't try and stretch it longer than that, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a long story. Again, I'm 
apparently feel like talking a lot today because the podcast host, I just ask questions and sit there. Yeah. In so now I have the opportunity. I don't want to stop talking. Um, but yeah, it's go absolutely. fully, man. It is your show. I love this. Cause it's just like, Oh, that's awesome. Showing the power of networking, like 100%. just using it. Like I landed a couple millionaires, uh, as, uh, guests on my show and one who has monetized his podcast, like within a year, he, he made, uh, shy of six figures, I think off his podcast and his business. And it was just through interviewing one by chance, getting him on my show. And he's like, yeah, let me put you in touch with a couple of my friend millionaires, you know? And it's like, whoa, that's insane. And like here, you just being, uh, you know, working for a guy who wants to sponsor your podcast. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got, I know the, yeah, I got you. I got you. Founder yeah. of Starbucks on your show. Wow. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So the founder's name is Zeb Siegel um, and super nice, man. It was awesome. He actually, after the podcast, I didn't even ask, messaged me or maybe even on the podcast after we finished recording, offered to give me a testimonial. So now I, whenever I reach out to people, I have a testimonial from the co-founder of Starbucks that I can put in all my cold messages and cold emails. Like, hey, this was shows about blah, blah, blah. This is my pitch. Testimonial, co-founder of Starbucks. And then- Yeah, that's just pure money right there. Yeah. So I was super fortunate to get the very lucky that I got that one. And uh, luckily it went well, it went well. So, um, so <laughs> Well, yeah, at the, at the 55 mark, he's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And you're like, Oh shit. It's 90 yeah. minutes with the, that must've been an amazing time. And you're, you're kind of like an autobiography, but auto audible style, you know, for these people who may not have thought of the, to share their legacy because they can share it to their kids and their grandkids about that. Exactly. And that's a good way to describe it. I never described it as the biography because I, but that's a good way to look at it. You know, it's just, it's the full, I try to get the full story as best as I possibly can in there. Um, let's go over some of the other highlighted guests that you have. Cause like you, you must have a beautiful, uh, catalog of guests that you have interviewed. Yeah. I mean, it's, and every time, like whenever this gets brought up, when I'm a guest on a podcast, when the second we finish recording, or the, I'm going to remember like five people that I left off this list. So I'm going to head with that. But, like I always, always forget. You don't have to go for the someone. full 100 here. I, I'm course. not asking for that because that's insane. And no, I think I that would take an hour. <laughs> yeah. But there's always like, oh, I should have mentioned this person as one of my highlighted guests. Do you know what I mean? Um, but just trying to think of some off the top of my head here. I had Thaddeus Young, who's a forward for the, or he was was a forward for the Chicago Bulls. I believe he's either in free agency or just signed somewhere else now. So NBA player for I believe fourteen seasons. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I might even just pull up a pull up my uh, do it, my do catalog it. here. Well, I know you did mention. I think you had uh, John Lee Dumas on your I podcast did, as well. Yeah, John Lee Dumas. I had him. I think he was episode number forty of the podcast so he was on the show um i've had other like ceos and founders i've had mikhail cho i don't know if ever used a website unsplash uh, mm-hmm. they were just acquired by getty images so i had him on the podcast i've had um uh, barry enderwick who was a marketing exec at netflix for many years i've had um shonda's magic who's a top 100 tiktoker he's got about 18 million subscriber followers on tiktok i think 2.3 on YouTube. Wow. Josh Dustin, a YouTube with 5 million, 5.5 now, I think. Um, but yeah, so just a couple people. Like it's very, I it's, try to keep social media specific, but it's very much bleeding into entrepreneurship and marketing just because of my background and stuff. So those are just a couple of people. But I mean, Farouk, who's very big in the NFT space right now, I had him just before that happened. Um, yeah, I could probably sit here and, and go on and on and on. But those are, <laughs> but no, those are, th- those are just some like amazing interviews. Like, oh, I'm interested in the NFT, so I'm going to ask you a few questions afterwards because yeah. <laughs> that's not really podcast related. But um, uh, since you've been here for three years, you know, three years and a month, again, congratulations at the time of recording. Um, 
what are what are some pain points that you were able to overcome and maybe share with my audience like because these this podcast is really for newbies in the podcasting world to learn uh from guys who have, and girls who have been here a long time yeah so i think one pain point that i have that honestly like is still something i'm working at today is just the time commitment required the time commitment i put into my podcast it's like for context for you i probably spend somewhere between four to eight hours prepping two hours researching and then however long it takes to edit the podcast and so i'm just trying to figure out ways to to kind of overcome that workflow because i do it like every single week so that's like a part-time job essentially just to do my yeah. show and it's not my main thing it's not my main source of income so it's a big time commitment for for what it is and i think what i will tell people in that respect is basically with a podcast it's only as much work as you want it to be I don't have to do four to eight hours worth of research on a guest every single time I have a podcast. I choose to do that. I don't have to do 90 minute interviews. There are 20 minute podcasts. You can do a podcast that way. I don't have to do all the keyword research. I don't have to post on YouTube. I don't have to cut YouTube clips. I don't have to cut TikToks. I don't have to cut posts for Instagram. I don't have to post it all there. Podcasting, you can it can be you can very stair step your way into this. You can start with just doing an interview and you can add pieces to it that make sense for you. So I think in terms of overcoming it, I'm still figuring out how to try and condense my workflow so it's a little bit more manageable. But so my advice to someone isn't it gonna be how to make your workflow quicker. It's that you are in control of how much work you put into this podcast. So it depends on what you're using it for and what the ultimate goal with your podcast is. So you can choose the amount of work that you want to do when it comes to your show. Oh, I love it. I love the advice. Oh my God. It's amazing. And it, and it's, it's true. It's as much work you put into it because if you don't put any work into it and you're, you're mad that you're not getting the downloads that you thought you would have, well, your problem is you're not putting any work into it, but someone like you who puts like nearly a part-time job, literally 20 hours a week into your podcast, you're getting the results that you've wanted and you're seeing it compound over time. Yeah. I don't even like, and to be completely honest, like I feel like a lot of people just based off some of the guests I've been able to get on my show, think my podcast is a lot bigger than it is. Like my podcast is sub a million for sure. Um, and the only reason it's close to that is I had a viral interview. So, um, Ooh, who was that viral in interview? If you don't mind me asking just us in one. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that one, so I'm just probably without the just us in one, it's probably sub a hundred thousand. Um, cause that one's closing in on, Maybe it's a little bit over 100,000. I don't know the exact numbers between YouTube and everything. Um, but um, yeah, over, almost a million because Just Dustin, I think, is just shy of 900,000 views with an average watch time of like an hour and 20 minutes, though. So it's got, um, yeah. So that's my viral interview. But yeah, so um, so even so, like my podcast is probably smaller than a lot of people assume it is. Because um, like just when I talk to people sometimes, like not this specifically, this, but other instances, people just talk about it like, I'm like making a killing on it, and it's, but it's like, it's a lot of work and probably a lot more work than I think a lot of people would put in considering the results it gets. Yeah. But it's only just like, like you said, you had one viral video that like nearly hit a, a like sub a million, you know, who knows yeah. when that, like that, that you can use to get like the next bigger guest on that you're like, you're aiming for in these, like the social media world. So like, there you go. You know, like that, at that point, boom, you can get to the next million and the, you know, and all that. A hundred percent. It's, 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 a, it's a long game and that's something yeah. I just have to remind myself of. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm not trying to say that is like to scare people away. Podcast <laughs> is amazing. There's so many benefits. And like, if I didn't think it was a good idea, I wouldn't be doing it still. Yeah. Three years um, later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still putting the work in every single day. So I love podcasting and it's, yeah, my show's my baby. So I'm going to keep, keep doing it for sure. 
I feel exactly the same way. That's why I have so many. I just, I love podcasting so much. I have to get more out. And then I realize, oh, there's so much work too that that's result, revolves around it, the research, you know, editing and all that. But I've started to hire out editing because it's like, no, I, I have no time for that because yeah. I'm running a business and all this. So yeah. But, um, oh God, um, your workflow, you mentioned that you do your four to six hours worth of research. What kind of research do you do for your guests? Everything. <laughs> I like, I, I think the, the strength of my podcast to myself as an interviewer is the research a hundred percent. Um, because I will spend time, I will go to through five, six, seven pages of Google. I will go through your Instagram. I will download as many of your interviews that I can find that you've done on other podcasts. I will listen to those podcasts. I will take voracious notes as I listen to that podcast. Same thing, YouTube videos, YouTube interviews you've done on YouTube. I consume everything I can, reading blog posts, reading articles, everything. Compile it into a document. I then go through that document and I organize in a chronological order in a way that makes sense to flow the podcast. And I've just stopped doing this back to condensing the workflow. But I then used to take that once I'd have it all organized and I would write supplementary questions. But I finally, after three years, been like, I think you have the ability to not need to write out every single question. You can probably just use the six, like before I would write questions, it would be, it's about six pages. So I can probably use those. Like before I started, before I stopped doing that, my notes going in each interview was, eight to 12 pages, three to 5,000 words each interview. And so it's just, it's at a hand. And so I scaled down now. So it's about 2,000 words, six pages ish. Um, I like that. So that's, that's the, the, the research process is just literally listening and getting as much information as I can about this person, putting it all into one document and then organizing it. So there's a flow to the interview. Um, and I'll usually through that, I try to find a few things that people won't expect me to know that I can really kind of catch them off guard with. But also by catching them off guard, it makes them more comfortable on the show because they know the amount of research I've done to ask them a question like that. Um, it always makes for for good moments. So every episode, I try to have one or two moments like that where they're like, how did how did you know that? And so, yeah, that's that's the research. Wow. That, that, that kind of reminds me of like Sean Evans of Hot Ones, the amount of research he does for his guests and how many of them like have had that moment like, what the, where did you know that and then there's also there's a famous canadian interviewer who interviews Ardwar. yeah ardwar yeah Nardwar, Nardwar, yeah so Ardwar. i'm canadian as well i'm up in oh, canada so that's right that's right i'm in montreal yeah. i forgot oh you're in montreal mm -hmm. i didn't realize you were in montreal we're two hours away yeah i i, I lived just in uh orleans for a couple oh. of months yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm about yeah. probably 40 minutes from, I'm right downtown. So I literally like, I can see parliament from my building. So, um, so, so right. yeah, I had my aunt lived in Orleans. I have family out in Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. where, that's where my, uh, my grandparents, uh, after they, they all, my whole family's from Montreal, but they kind of branched out. One went, uh, a group of them went to Ottawa. One of them went all the way out to Alberta, to Calgary. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. my mom was like, well, I'm shackled down in Montreal. I can't move. I got kids, <laughs> but I've lived in Prince Edward Island as well. So, okay. I have family in New Brunswick. They are cottage faces PEI. Yeah. I have friends in New Brunswick, um, Fredericton here. Here we go. We're talking about yeah. <laughs> Canadian things on an interview for podcasting, but that's, that's what Canadians do and podcasters do. We find that relatable thing and we just want to dive down and say, how much connection do we actually have? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get some tips from you, um, mm -hmm. you being in the, uh, an OG and having all, landed these amazing guests, but also having figured out 
how to grow your podcast. What are maybe one or two tips you would have for someone starting out to help them like down the road to avoid some of the pain points you've hit? I don't know if it's a pain point, but don't talk yourself out from reaching out to that guest. I feel like so many small podcasters when they start will see someone they really want to reach out to, but I'm not good enough yet. Oh, maybe once I have this guest, I'll be able to reach out to that person. Or once I get this many downloads, then I'll reach out. You never ever know who's going to say yes to coming on your show. And even if they do say no, that's not no forever. It's no for now. And two, if you don't ask them to come on your show, they're not going to come on your show. If you ask them to come on your show and they say, no, they're still not coming on your show. So the outcome is the same. The only outcome that can really happen, the only change will be if they say yes. So don't talk yourself out from reaching out to someone. You never, ever know who's going to say yes. Like I got, I got granted. So Starbucks, the Starbucks co-founder came through a connection, but I've had so many podcasts where I just send that message and I never, ever know. I interviewed Frank Sinatra's opening act for 13 years on my podcast, just because I sent an email one night at like 10 PM. So like, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Let me just take the shot. Because like I was trying to talk myself out of it. Like there's no way this guy's coming on my podcast. It's like his website looks broken. It's probably old. He probably doesn't even check it anymore. But I was like, you know what? Just Is he alive? <laughs> just send it and let's see what happens. And I got an email back at like 11 p.m. Said, call me on Monday and we'll figure it out. We'll set it up. And and so I got to interview him. His name's Tom Dreesen. He's a comedian. It was an awesome podcast. Uh, I can only imagine. I was so fun. Honestly, we didn't even get to the chance to talk about Frank Sinatra because he just put out a book about Frank. So I didn't want to dive too much into it because I wanted to leave yeah. people to go check out his book. Um, but there's also just so much else to his story. So please uh, send me that the link to the book because I want to download that book. It's yeah, yeah Frank sure. Sinatra, Blue Eyes. <laughs> yeah. And so, but so he's a comedian. So his background's in comedy. And so he, he'd come on as a comedian and it's just very, yeah, I'll definitely send you a link. It's a very interesting book, very interesting man. Um, but back to it. But again, I was sitting there trying to talk myself out of sending him a message, an email. Um, but then I said, you know, just screw it. Just send it. You never know. And he said, yes. And he came on my show and I talked to him for, again, an hour and a half on my podcast, give or take a little bit more. Um, so you never know who's going to say yes. Just send that message. I, I want to know how much did your sides hurt during the interviewing him from you laughing? Know, honestly, like we didn't laugh a ton. Oh. Because like I, we didn't, like obviously there would be moments and like, I, but yeah. I also like, I do my best when I do my podcast, like I try not to laugh. I try not to make noise when they're talking. Uh, sometimes mm. I even cut it out. Um, but he is very, very interesting. He was part of like, we talked about some very serious topics in it. Like he was part of the first and only black and white comedy duo back in like the late sixties. So that was like, he talked about sort of them getting like jumped in clubs and stuff like that. Um, we talked about those th th that. That's what I love about interviewing like people because you don't know anybody's story. Like yeah. no one would have known that story had happened to this guy unless he like on your podcast. And now it's like there forever. So anybody searches him, they can learn about that. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about stuff like that. We talked about like how he started working with Frank. We talked about um, just so many different things. What else did we talked about? We talked about, he did tell me one Frank Sinatra story where Frank just gave someone like $5,000 cufflinks when they were just jumping into the car because their husband was sick and dying or something like that. Um, a lot of like serious stories and not a ton of like funny ones. And he like, to make it in comedy, he like lived in a car, a broken down car on the side of the road in LA for like a month before he got a shot. And like, so just, it wasn't like, we weren't just cracking jokes. Like he has a very, very interesting story. So we didn't laugh as much as you think we would have. But we obviously like- No, there, there were laughs, but I like how, because I like normally some people think, and I, I should have- thought of this question a bit uh, more serious because you said my social life you know you you delve into the person's life here uh but yeah it, it, with comedians they do have these amazing like coming up stories and the serious topics because that's where they draw most of their comedy from so mm -hmm. yeah and yeah sharing that wow 
Yeah, it was awesome. And like at the time, I, d- I just started really getting into David Letterman. And this guy's like one of David Letterman's best friends. Like they hit the comedy store together at the same time. Like when he went to the comedy store in LA, it was him and unknown comics at the time named Dave Letterman, Jay Leno, Robin Williams, Elaine Boozer, like all these mainstays, Billy Crystal oh or Billy Idol. Sorry. Um, Billy Crystal. I was getting, yeah, confused. Billy Crystal, not Billy Idol. Billy, Billy, not Billy Idol. Idol. The singer. Billy, Jesus. <laughs> Billy Crystal. Um, and yeah, so all these unknown names that were massive after the fact but they were all there as kids at the time so super interesting guy for sure oh man that's like and like you said you never know and this guy is probably like yeah i would love to talk wait love to talk about my life you know why not who one first everyone's a narcissist um have you noticed that as a podcaster (laughs) yeah everyone it's easy it's easy to get people to talk about themselves as you can tell right now i just can't shut up so (laughs) um oh my god no that that is I just want to ask you more about some of your guests, but I, I don't want to ruin it because I want people to come wow. and find you. Can you can ask me anything. Don't worry. I will um, answer any questions about any of my guests. Feel free. Oh, no, no, no. I want I want people to listen to your your episodes right. to find out more, or your cliff notes at least, yeah. um, to find out that. Um, yeah, your point about like reaching out. Like I reached out blindly to you. Like I connect. We connected on LinkedIn. I asked you, and you're like, "Yeah, sure, send me the link." And it was like, "Boom, let's go." Um, and it, it proves the point. Like, reach out. Who knows? Like, it's yeah, only a I yes d- or no. Of course. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a celebrity or a big get by any sense stretch. <laughs> well, but, um, I. I you have to look at it. Like the same thing happens to me. Like when I guess on podcasts, people are like, Oh, your wisdom is so great. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. I'm just a 36 year old Canadian boy, man. Homegrown. No, don't throw that wisdom stuff at me. Fair enough. Yeah. Wisdom's usually associated with people that are older, I guess. Um, but, but you can be wise at a young age, I think, I think. but, uh, but yeah, no, hundred percent. So just shoot your shot. Cause you never, ever know. I love it. Um, I want to know, We've talked about a few of your favorite memories, like you know, with your interviews, the Starbucks, uh, the opening opening act for Frankie Blue Eyes. Um, do you have one like one moment that really stands out in your career as a podcaster? It could be you know getting a sponsor or anything that just like this is like yes, kind of solidifies why you were a podcaster. I think the one it's kind of like it's it's one very long moment. It's not even a moment, but it's. I know this, as soon as you ask that question, I know the story I'm going to tell. <laughs> and so when I first started my show, the, I think this, I don't know if the stat is still the current stat, but it's like every podcast, like most of them fail by the seventh episode. It's now 10. It's now 10. It's 10. moved to 10. Okay. <laughs> I think at the time it was seven. And so I was yeah. like, you know what, when I hit double that, when I hit 15, because at the time I was only doing in-person recordings, I wasn't doing remote yet. Okay. I was like, I will book a trip and I will fly to New York city and do interviews there. And so I did that hit 15. I brought my good friend Hayden Cashin with me. Big shout out to him. He came on this trip, paid his way, bought his flight, split the Airbnb and just sat in the rooms with me, manned the camera for me. Um, wasn't nice. on the podcast at all. Just there helping out amazing friend. And so we went down to New York and we sent so many DMS, got 10 responses, 10 or 10 yeses that we ended up getting. We, we were in New York for six days, recorded 10 episodes up and down the Island of Manhattan over six days. And we met some amazing people. Um, some people I still talk to today and there's two moments from that trip. I mean, like the whole trip is crazy, but the two moments that I really think about are, or three, I guess, technically. So one is we had, we interviewed Buster share. I don't know if you're familiar with, he runs hoops nation. Um, he has a pod, he has the Buster Show. He has his own okay. popular podcast. Um, I'll check him out. He, yeah, he's a good dude. He's only like twenty one. Like when we met wow. him, he was eighteen, and he was living wow. by himself, Hudson Yards. Extremely <clears> successful <throat> guy, very very smart. Um, so we got the chance to talk to him. 
for about an hour. And then after we finished recording, this was our first night. So we had our first podcast in New York with a guy named Parviz. He came to the, he came to the Airbnb we're staying at in New Jersey, but everyone else, we had one other person come to the Airbnb, but the rest of them, we had to go to them. So this is our first, so Parviz came to the, the Airbnb the first night. We're like, Hey, sweet. We really had no idea how the trip was going to go. Like, cause it could, all these people were in New York. We don't know. We're just Canadian kids. Like everyone could just end up being busy and changing their schedules and whatever. So this trip was stabbing be, you. Uh, who knows? This, like, this trip could end up being a dud. We have no idea. And second day, something changed. We lost an interview. Someone couldn't do it. So we moved, rescheduled them. But Buster's like, yo, I can actually record today. If you guys are around today. So we're like, absolutely. Like we have nothing going on. Cause the schedule changed. Let's go talk to Buster. And so we talked to Buster. The interview was awesome. So much fun. And then he's like, do you guys want to come up to my roof? And just like see Manhattan from up there. And we were like, okay. And so his, I think it was like 40 floors or something. So we go up to the 40th floor. We're out on the roof. It's like sun setting over Manhattan. Vayner Media is like just off to the side. And it was just like the craziest thing. We were like looking around. We we're just taking pictures with him and taking pictures of the skyline of New York. And like something the view no one gets because it's a private building. And so it was just a very cool, like that was the first day we got finished with Bus. And we were like, we could probably go home tomorrow and the trip would be a success. Like that was a great interview. And then we got this awesome moment with Buster, um, which I think Buster's going to do some really crazy things in his life. So I think having that story in 40 years is going to be really cool to tell. Or vi- um, revisiting with him in like a couple of years to see how he's like the new, the rest of his life is gone. Yeah. And so like, I've spoken to him a little bit here and there. He actually came on the podcast again, like a- about a year later. So I've spoken okay. to him a couple of times since, but I just think like telling people that story. One, yeah. Once, oh yeah. No, that, that like, story. Yeah. I'm impressed we, by it. And it's not even like, a few years later. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so, um, so that was, that's one of them. Like, and then another one from the New York trip is we went. So at the time, like I still a fan of Gary V, but I was like a huge Gary V fan at the time. Have not had Gary on the podcast. I'm going to hedge with that. So no one thinks the story is going in this direction. Oh, dang. I, I was kind of like, wait, wait, is he? And then you're like, there's, I'm, there's, I'm a huge Gary V fan as well. So I understand how the excitement could build from here. <laughs> there's still a really pretty interesting, pretty cool ending to the story though. Oh, okay, so, good. so the first one, so we actually ended up getting two in VaynerMedia. So we recorded one with Caleb Ralston, who was, uh, who's one of Gary's personal videographers. So we nice. had one with him and we had a second one with Brandon Hatcher who worked for Vayner Town at the time, worked for Vayner Gaming. So I'll tell both these stories if that's okay, if I can dive yeah, in. The you, the, the, it's your show. Like I'm just here enjoying, like usually it goes 30 to 45 minutes, but I don't care if this goes 90 minutes. I have Dude, zero I am, problems. I have no commitments to after my schedule. So as long as you want to have me here, I will be here telling awesome. stories, talking, podcasting. Um, but no, so so first off, we had Caleb. So we went, and Caleb texted us like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I just got tickets to the Knicks game. Can we bump this back? And I only have half an hour. And we're like, man, whatever. Like, we'll do like, we're just gonna be like, we're not gonna say no. So of course. So we end up going and we're like, hey, like we have an Airbnb. He's like, can you guys just come to Vayner and can we do it here? And me, me and Hayden were whole like, holy shit, okay. Like, let's do this. We'll go to Vayner, of course. And so I have a video somewhere. I don't, it's deep in my photos or it's might even be archived now somewhere, but it's like, it's me sitting in a coffee shop across the street from Vayner being like, we're about to go up into Vayner Media right now. Like, this is crazy. So we go over, Caleb meets us in the lobby, takes us up. We, so Vayner's two floors. We didn't actually get up to the Vayner floor. We're on the Pier Wow floor, but still we're in Vayner. Um, <laughs> you're you're within proximity of Vayner Media. Like you're in Vayner yeah. Media. Yeah, we are. And so like, it's one of the companies that Gary owns and everything. So we're in there. He's like, Hey guys, just pick a boardroom. And we were like, okay. So we like took this one boardroom and, um, and this is just also just how crazy these guys work when they work at Vayner and work for Gary. He's like, how long is it going to take you guys to set up? We're like two minutes. He's like sick. I'm going to run upstairs, keep editing. I'll be back down in two minutes. And so he literally ran upstairs for 30 for 90 seconds of editing on a video and came back down to record this podcast. Um, so we recorded with him went super, super well. And after the fact, so we, when we were leaving, we 
we were going over like we were stoked. We we're like, yo, thank you so much for making the time to ha- to come on the podcast. Like, this is awesome. And he's like, no, like, thank you guys. Like, I can't believe someone wanted to sit down and talk to me. And we're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then like, so we're like, yeah, man, no problem. And we walk away. And as we're walking away, he calls back to us. He's like, hey guys, we turn around. He's like, no, seriously, like, thank you so much. And he like held his hands up like this. And I was just like, that's crazy that like he called back to like reiterate how much it meant to him. Like when we were just blown away. So an un- unreal dude. Caleb's awesome, super talented videographer too. Like he's unreal i think he he recorded or edited one of those like six seven hour vlogs i think he might have i think he edited or i think he recorded one actually i think the second one or something like that one of those super long vlogs and he was talking about like you can see him trying to get the right shot by when the camera like keeps going back and forth because he's trying to get the right pan and so yeah super interesting that was awesome so we got into vayner when we were sitting i can't remember if it was when we were sitting in busters because buster lives down the street from vayner or used to i don't know if he still does um and then, or it was in the coffee shop. We were looking for more people to find. So we're like, well, we're here. We might as well just find whoever we can. And so Hayden found someone, this guy named Brandon, reached out to him. Brandon's like, of course, let's do this podcast. So later on in the trip, we go back to Vayner. Brandon's like, yeah, just meet me at Vayner, whatever. So we get up, we get, we meet Brandon at Vayner. We get our guest passes. We go upstairs, takes us up to the actual Vayner floor now. Cause like, and he's like, do you guys want a tour? Before oh my God. That's like going into like, like behind the scenes at Disney. Yeah. And so we're like, <laughs> of course, we're not going to say no. And so Brandon was kind enough. To, and this was like late and this was late this, this was probably around six so brandon takes us around the office like hustling and bustling still gary's not there at the time but like we walk past the office we walk past his he had a twitch his twitch to studio and it's just like weird it's like i've seen these clips on the internet so many times but like it's, it's a real place and i'm here and so whatever and then we end up brandon takes us to his boardroom we set up brandon comes back we have i think it was like an hour and 45 minutes with brandon and it got like deep at certain points it was a very wide-ranging conversation had a blast talking to him like it was such a fun podcast as well and then after the podcast we finished chatted for like another hour and a half just the three of us just chatting still we finished the conversation we're just chatting he goes what do you say he goes man i wish gary was here because i wanted to meet you guys and i was like, oh my oh, god and i was like holy fuck whatever i mean like it was, it was cool it was very cool to hear that you stay you're yeah. like inside your head is like stay humble stay humble stay humble stay humble stay humble <laughs> yeah of course and so as we're leaving like we go back to his desk and he looks over at gary's office he's like you guys want to go take a picture in gary's office <laughs> and we were like okay and so he like walks over he goes over he like puts his hand on the door handle he's like do you guys think it's locked and we're like no no it's not and then it's just like dramatic his hand like cranks and the door opens and we went in and like we took photos in the office me and hayden each individual shots and like brandon was taking photos for us it was such a cool moment so it's like on my instagram for sure it's like that photo of me sitting in gary's office behind gary's desk and like um yeah very very cool moment very appreciative of brandon for the tour for the time for taking us into gary's office like unreal dude him and caleb like it was just so cool to get a chance to speak to both those guys get into vayner like especially at that at that moment in time like was probably like near the peak of my gary v fandom yeah so it was just very cool to get the chance to to be in there with with those two guys and kind of hang out in vayner and, and do two awesome podcasts and it's interesting because one's 30 one's like almost two hours they're very different i had to approach them very differently but they're both i love them both and just different like there's a moment i can remember in the caleb one that will probably give me chills as i tell the story where he's talking about how he can remember sitting like his apartment that he can barely afford with like no furniture, just like editing, like listening to Gary videos, getting hyped. And he's like, and now I'm here and I work for him. And it's just like, just to hear like, he, the way he delivers it. I just love it. Oh, and yeah. it's just, it gives me chills every time I hear it. Um, so yeah, two very special podcasts to me, those two. And yeah, so those, again, very long, long answer. Uh, but those are some moments that from the podcast, that was very early on. That was episodes between episode, I think. 
So I said, once I hit 15, we started planning a trip, got there by episode 22. So episodes 22 to 30, 22 to 31 are all the ones we recorded in New York. So it was early, but it was just very, very cool. That's so like, it's so early in your career, like your podcasting career, you know, and you landed, like you got into Vayner media, like at the hype of your Vayner media, Gary V, you know, like freak out, um, that or fandom, not freak out. <laughs> uh but that is that is amazing like that i just love the idea like send it like gary says like just send it in you never it, it's always no if you don't send it like you said earlier yeah and then after that i interviewed a ton of people from vayner like i interviewed, I interviewed those two guys I interviewed daniel aussie who was one of gary's other videographers i interviewed seth feingers who did gary's podcast i interviewed max brown who did some um some social stuff for gary um i interviewed babin recently this was after he worked for gary but i interviewed babin earlier this year um it's so like six or seven people who have or who do or have worked for Vayner. It's, it used to be like a th every like month or so, there'd be another <laughs> Vayner interview coming out of my channel for or my podcast for a while. Um, but yeah, no, all awesome people too. Like they're just unreal. Like every single one of them, so much, so nice. And like Danny, I still talk to today. And like some of them, I still talk to Danny. I probably talk to the most out of everyone, but yeah, just unreal people, all of them. Oh man. So my question, and I'm probably sure a lot of my audience is asking, why haven't you asked Gary yet? Because so the reason I haven't asked Gary yet is because basically whenever people hear that I have this many like these many people from yeah. Vayner, it's like why don't you just ask one of them to introduce you to Gary? And I'm very very particular about the people that I have my podcast know that I'm not interviewing them to get to Gary. Oh yeah, no. That was the biggest thing. It's like especially sitting down interviewing, like I want to make sure that they know I'm here to talk about their story and not talk about Gary V with them for a half an hour. You know what oh. I mean? And like I just interviewed. um uh frank alvarez i don't know if you listen to the basement yard podcast with joe sanagato oh yeah no um, i love joe sanagato you, you had alvarez on yeah yes i had frankie on the podcast and i even said it on the podcast like frankie we're gonna talk about joe here but i want you to know that like i want this isn't about joe I, this is about you but like joe's just a part of your story that we have like we can't just not and he's like oh yeah of course of course of course but like so i've been very particular that when i have someone who has an association to someone with a lot of clout or following or fame or whatever yeah. that they know it's not just i'm not trying to use them as a way to get to that person and no so no i under people, i understand that yeah yeah no. yeah oh, no, i know you i just for the audience listening that i want no of course yeah <laughs> um and so so yeah and so that's so i haven't asked gary yet actually i did ask gary Mm. Now that it's, sometimes I forget I do things when I'm talking, like it just, it hits me when I was closing in on my 100th interview, I, I messaged Gary, obviously he's busy. I didn't hear back. I'm assuming it's just from, um, from a lack of like, DMs and yeah, lost in the course, emails, right? Like, um, but when the Gary interview happens, I will be ready because I've already like, I haven't listened to Gary lately. I want to start listening to Gary a little bit more, but whenever Gary mentioned something, that like he never mentioned, I would write it down. So I have a list of things on my phone from like a year ago that Gary has said like one time and I've never heard him say it before. And this is when I was like peak Gary fandom. So like I was listening to him all the time and I would write things down that he has said that he doesn't normally say. So I have like stories and things to ask that he doesn't normally talk about just written on my phone. So I'm ready for that interview whenever the time does come. Um, Oh, that's yeah. going to be, I, you know what? I, I have a goal of reaching out, reaching to Gary V, like interviewing Gary V. You know, I'm, I'm starting, uh, we, we talked a bit before though, uh, on one of my podcasts, actually the digital entrepreneur, I'm having, uh, Travis Chappell on and who you've already interviewed. And it's like, I'm trying to, I, you're like some, a little bit further along with some of your guests that I'm like, I want to get to, but yeah. Um, 
I can't wait to see you uh, get interviewed Gary Vee because I know it's coming. It's it's coming for sure. Thank you. At some point, it's going to Before happen. 500. Before you hit 500 episodes, you for sure. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. I think it'll be a really fun podcast. Um, yeah, because he was definitely impacting me very much. I, I was going to say in my early 20s. I think when do your mid-20s start and your early 20s end? Because I still might be in my early 20s. 25. But... I'm saying 25 because it's okay. in the middle of – it's just yeah. easy. It's like there's 10 years. Five is the middle. There we go. If you're over 25, you're in your late 20s. If you're under 25, <laughs> you're in your mid uh, – younger 20 uh your younger 20s and if you're 25 you're in your mid <laughs> all right well i'm st- i'm 23 so i'm still in my early oh my 20s God. so um so yeah hopefully hopefully at some point i'll get we'll get gary on the show but but yeah so that that's why i haven't had gary yet because i haven't yeah. wanted to you, i don't know why anyone ever think that that's why i interviewed them on my podcast so i've never asked never brought it up um, oh, of course no i was but, just wondering if you've reached out to him directly yeah, instead I of have. not not th- th- my question was like yeah i know you could you leverage those but i you're as a humble Canadian, we don't like to leverage too much or make people feel the only reason I talked to you was because I wanted to get to you, get to this person behind you. But no, I was, I was, I was wondering, did you send a message directly to him saying, Hey, I I did send one to Gary. I didn't hear back. I'll probably send another one at some point. I did reach out to AJ as well. I did hear back. So AJ Vaynerchuk, his brother, and I did hear back from AJ, but at the time, um, in my pitch to AJ, it was about like kind of like his whole career. And he's like, Hey man, I'm just only doing sports interviews. Cause this was like beginning of Vayner sports. So this is my yeah. focus. I'm going to have to decline for now. And I was like, Hey man, like no worries. Appreciate the response. Like I don't normally get responses when people don't want to come on the show. So I really appreciate that. And to his credit, so he responded not once, but twice. Like he responded, oh. he just said declined and then like wished me the best or something after like, nice. so he likes, he had like, so I just always remember that story from AJ and I always like to share it when I, when I remember to tell the story that like most people, when you, when they don't want to come to your podcast, they just straight up don't answer. Mm-hmm. AJ not only was kind enough to respond when saying no, but also took the time out of his day to answer me again, when really like there was nothing that could possibly have come out of him responding to, to me a second time, but he still took the time out of his hectic, busy life to, to send that message. Like, Hey man, no worries. Like, thank you. All the best. Like something like that. Um, so yeah, always, always want to just shout out to AJ Vaynerchuk for that. Cause I remember that still, and this was two years ago. So yeah, this is, I'm going to be clipping a lot of this (laughs) to share on socials and just tagging Gary V just to get him. Cause I want him on your podcast. I don't want him on my podcast at all. I want, I want to get him on yours as soon as possible. Um, I'm interested because a lot of people have trouble finding guests or reaching out to those guests. What is your outreach to a guest look like? Do you custom, like, do you have a long email? Do you do a short email? What does it look like? It's, it's long because of the testimonial that, that I put in there. So the Starbucks testimony makes it look longer than it is. Um, but so basically what it is right now is just like, Hey, it depends on like, it changed a little bit, like depending on if I send a DM, I'm also trying to send more video DMs now, just a okay. video of me being like, Hey, what's going on? Like, this is me. This is my podcast. I want to have you want to talk about this. Is this that way they know it's not a copy paste job. Oh. I said your name. I referenced specific news in your story. It's a personalized video. Um, and like one of the first people I sent to his name was James camp. I just did an interview with him yesterday. And his response first was, Hey man, thanks for the video send. And then like, yes, of course I'll come on your podcast. So like he called out the video because it was just such a, it's just different. Yeah. hundred percent. So I do that. And then when it's an email, so you just send it, I send the DM on Instagram and the email or the DM, but not just Instagram, the DM, wherever they have the least amount of followers where they are active. If someone has 200 followers on Facebook, but hasn't posted since 2016, don't message them there. But if someone's just as active on Instagram as they are on Twitter and they have 2000 followers on Twitter and 400,000 on Instagram, send them a message on Twitter. The likelihood of you cutting through the noise is going to be much higher than on Instagram. So send the video DM wherever they're, they're 
most recently active, active with their, but with least followers. followers correct okay. on social and then i'll send an email basically what the pitch is like hey this is my name this is my podcast this is what the show's about um and then i lead off right away with past guests and it's always like big hitters like i always pretty much always include the co-founder of starbucks um and then i will go through and see who are the mutuals that we have who have i had on my show that you know because by making those connections like oh my this friend this friend this friend that they've all been on your show like that gives instant credibility to my podcast with oh i don't know all these people you have a hat on so it's always like this is me this is the these are the people you know this is me this is the show these are the people you know that have been on the show um this is what i want to talk to you about and I, that's so i personalized the the guests like this is who's been on the show and i personalized this is like i would love to have you on to talk about your story from and i'll go on linkedin or wherever i can find the most the earliest experience that they have from like your time at this college into how you ended up here at this current job so i personalized it that way um like uh, please let me know what I need to do to make this happen. If you have any questions, let me know. And then testimonial. Cheers. Thanks. And so that's the email. But yeah. Well, there that's, you that's go. I'm definitely pitch. transcribing this one and ske- stealing that. <laughs> go for it. Go for no, it. And honestly, like it's it's not perfect. Like I still probably, I send, I get more no's and no responses than I do yeses still. Um, and I think some of them is just people not receiving it. Some people don't check their DMs. Like you never know. But, um, but yeah, so it's still, it's still a numbers game for sure. Like I had someone reach out to me the other day, like, hey man, like I'm having my guest list dry up, like any tips. And I was like, yeah, my tip is to send more messages. Like straight up, like it's a numbers game at the end of the day. So send as many as you can, as often as you can. Like on mine, I've I've gotten close a couple times where it's just like I'm panicking. I'm sending so many messages, but like it's all it is. It's just a numbers game. I love it. I stay again, staying consistent, uh, consistent, and just refining everything. And once you find something that's working on a on a regular basis, double down on it, triple down on it, and you'll see. Um, I I want to know who are your top five guests that you want to get on your podcast that you haven't heard? I, I know Gary V's probably there. We're going to take him off the list. Uh, who would be your top five? Philip DeFranco for oh, sure. Yeah. I've Jesus. been watching Phil for eight, nine years. I started watching Phil when I was 15 years old. And so to get, and I still do like I watched Phil oh. when I ate my lunch today. Yep. <laughs> I do it when it comes out. I eat my supper with Phil DeFranco. Exactly, right? Like, so Phil's great. I've pretty much consistently watched Phil my entire life. There'll be pockets of time where I don't, but like I always, always find my way back to Phil DeFranco. So I think Phil's got to be on that list. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino probably would be on there um, because I've been screenwriting just for fun over the last probably six months. And so Quentin is someone I watched all of his movies. I've listened to one of his interviews. He would be fascinating to sit down and talk to. I can um, imagine the stories he could share that he hasn't talked about. If you're a fan of Quentin, he just did like a media tour because he put out a new book. And so he just did a bunch of podcasts like oh. over in the last like month and a half. So if you're a fan of Quentin, like Joe Rogan, um, Dak Shepard, uh, he did this podcast called the Cinema Blend Podcast. Um, Brian Koppelman, I believe, the Moment Podcast. He's like a writer for Billions. He did that mm-hmm. podcast. There's some good stuff in there. Um, some, right, some stuff he's never talked about before. Um, so, so yeah. So Quentin would probably be on that list. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Like I always struggle with this question because I've never like ever. I mean, like I've never thought a ton about like who I would like. Who I'm always just so caught up in the day to day that I never think about who do you want. Yeah, big picture. I'm sure Casey Neistat would be really cool. Like Casey Neistat. Like the reason I vlog was be, and still do sporadically is because of Casey Neistat. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I just. Look, you're Not only missing they, two more. You got three. We, we just need three. two more. I'm, I'm trying to think of two people that are like that influenced me on a day-to-day basis. 
Um, I'll say these two, and this is definitely like a recency bias because I've also changed the way I've been consuming podcasts lately. So okay. I just, I was getting overwhelmed trying to keep up with all these, like I had like 50 subscriptions to podcasts and I was like yeah. trying to keep up with them all. So I changed how I consume it now. Now, instead of downloading like in episodes that they come out that are interesting, I will find a person that I think is interesting and I will search up every single podcast they've been on and download it and just listen to them oh. all the time. And so I will listen. So recency bias, but I will say, cause I'd only just started doing this and I've done it for two people so far, but I will say David Goggins and Tom Bilyeu are the other two. I'll just throw on that list. And that's a recency thing uh, because I've just recently spent like, I spent a month just listening to David Goggins podcast and reading his book and listening to his audiobook. And I spent this last month listening to Tom Bilyeu interviews. Um, but so those are two recent ones, but people I think will be, that are definitely could be considered dream guests for a lot of people that I will, that I'll put on the list for the, for the sake of just not sitting here for the next 20 minutes, trying to figure out who <laughs> would be my actual dream guest. Um, so, so you got we'll three actual there. dream guests and two recent possibilities yeah. that that's, I, I'm, I'm going to allow you to have it. I'm not going to yeah, penalize you. You'll be like, no, I want all come on. Yeah, let's go. Uh, 20 yeah, minutes. Like, you said I have all the time actually, I want. Actually, another one that I will say, I will throw in there. I would love to have a sit down with Drake with like the rapper drake like he did an interview was it last last not even last, like two almost probably closing in on two years ago with rap radar that's what it's called it's like a i think that's it's a not rap radar um i can't remember there's a podcast it's like a two-hour interview it's on drake's youtube channel and it is phenomenal and i would just love to get the chance to sit down and speak to drake like for 90 minutes and really just dive in and like stuff like that like i have a folder saved of old drake interviews if and when that moment happens like i have these videos saved so i don't have to find them i have a question how how much so you have how many folders for potential future guests right now would you say probably like probably gary drake and mm, there might be a couple things i wrote down for philip defranco but like not at this probably okay. just gary and drake yeah, All right. yeah um no. have you had the opportunity so this is i'm going to geek out canadian wise a bit mm -hmm. but uh, george stropolopoulos have you had that opportunity like to to have my show yeah no never <sighs> i've met him once it was amazing was that a Habs game? And I was like, yeah. so I used to work for an entertainment company. I would go to conventions and I would have to deal with some of the celebrities. And so when you start dealing with them, you realize how like normal they are. You start losing the glamour, the glamour kind of disappears and you start seeing all celebrities kind of the same. So I'm, I want a chance to go see the Montreal Canadiens play, you know, against, I think Anaheim when Koivu was coming back the first time and then we were honoring him. And so I'm there with my girlfriend and we just came out of a lodge uh, from the free food section because it was a, that's part of the package. And then we're down below and someone's getting a picture taken with this guy in a Habs jersey. And I kind of like recognize him at, from behind. And I'm like, I think that's Strombo, you know, and like as an interviewer and I love interviewing, I love his style of interviewing because he makes them so comfortable. Mm. Like everybody and he gets the stories that I think it's a Canadian thing that we're able to like make people at ease and just want to like talk with us. Um, and so I'm like, oh my God. And he turns, I see his profile. I'm like, holy, holy shit, that's Strombo. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bother him. I don't want to. Cause I know I've been with the uh, celebrities who got bothered by that, you know? And it's like, I don't want to do that. My girlfriend just looks over me. She's like, you're such a chicken. And she just walks up to him. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed now. <laughs> so I ended up having a picture with him and then I'm like, okay, bye. And we start walking off doing the awkward walking the same direction. Mm, after you yeah. said goodbye and you're like oh fuck do i do i continue the convo do i like pretend to not, like ignore him like what do you what's the social nicety at this point so yeah that's uh probably my most awkward celebrity <laughs> and what one reason i want him on my podcast so i can talk to him about it and say like like i you probably don't remember but like 
<laughs> yeah. Dude, lot, you honestly, I think in that situation, you want him to not remember. You don't want to be like, oh, yeah. you were that guy from the You were the awkward guy, first. weren't yeah. you? Yeah, you like, don't oh, want no, that. Oh no, my life is ruined. <laughs> have you uh, have you had Jason Portnoy on your podcast? No. So he's a Montreal-based podcaster. He also has an agent. Do you remember the the clothing company? It's Montreal-based. They used to make like fun sports clothing. I think they had like the Halak stop sign shirt or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he started that company. This was his company. Um, stopped it, started doing a marketing agency, now has a podcast. He's interviewed Gary Vee. He's interviewed Grant Cardone. Um, some uh, Damon John was his mentor and has been on his podcast. Montreal-based has a podcast. I think he'd be great for for your show as well. I think he'd be Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm, okay. Uh, his name again, Jason? Jason Portnoy. Uh, P-O, like, J- Jason is as in Jason and yeah, Portnoy, yeah. P-O-R-T-N-O-Y. I think spelled the same way as like Dave Portnoy from Barstool. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'll re- no. definitely reach out to him and have yeah. a chance to do an interview because that's a, another reason why this podcast is there. It's like to network with other podcasters so they get to like share these amazing stories that, to people who haven't uh, listened to your podcast. Like that's what I love about guesting on podcasts as well because you get to promote. Like you said, yeah. normally you're the host, so you're asking all these questions and trying to shut up the most time. Yeah. I've had a number of Montreal based people on the show in the past. I think like Farouk, that guy I mentioned, like he's at Farouk. His name is Farouk Sarmad, but he's just at Farouk on Instagram and Twitter, I think. Um, he also runs the Instagram account called At Good Life. And so he's from Montreal. Uh, Jason's from Montreal. I've had, do you know the the brand um, One Bone? They're um, a clothing company based out of Montreal. Maybe. I may have seen them. I, it doesn't ring a bell though. Uh, so it's founded by Adam Greenberg, who's one of the- I, I know Adam Greenberg. <laughs> yes, I've had Adam on the podcast. <laughs> Unreal guy. Uh, yeah, just a number of people from, from Montreal back in the day. It's just interesting. Again, Canadian connections, of course, but like, yeah. um, but yeah, Montreal, great city, great city. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're coming up to an hour here. Uh, one of my longer episodes, but I still love it. I'm going to jump off. You've, we've answered pretty much all my questions. I'm going to drop off the screen. I'm going to let you, uh, promote where you're, where we can find you, where we can listen to you so that my uh, audience can get, uh, to follow you and hear some great stories. Awesome. Sounds here good. You go. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And before you even think about jumping over to my stuff, make sure you subscribe right here to the Invest in Yourself podcast. Make sure before you do anything, subscribe right here. Uh, But after that, if you're still interested and you want to hear some more stories, some life stories, hear a little bit less for me and more for some people that have done a little bit more in their life than I have, uh, My Social Life is the name of my podcast. You can find it on YouTube just by searching up My Social Life podcast, the website, mysociallifepodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Search it up. It will come up. I think My Social Life, if you just Google it, I think I might have the number one ranking on Google, so that could work as well. Um, so my social podcast, if you want to listen to the show. Other than that, if you like to follow me, you can find me everywhere on social media at, at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. Um, but other than that, thank you for listening to me ramble and rant over this last hour. I really appreciate it. And like I said, before you even go look at my stuff, subscribe to Invest in Yourself. Please do it. There's going to be so much value coming from this show. I know it's not out yet, um, but it will be when you're listening to this. So make sure you subscribe. Oh, thank you so much for asking them to subscribe. It's like, no, this is your show. Subscribe to Jacob's stuff. Uh, I already subscribed. I'm already downloading a couple of the episodes and uh, getting ready to start, you know, uh, doing more research on my guests. Um, But this is more like learning about podcasts and having fun with that. Um, Jacob, I want to thank you so much for being a guest. Everybody, of course, his links will be in the show notes down below. Make sure you check out his stuff. Um, if you've enjoyed a modicum of this interview, like I have, uh, I enjoyed the whole thing. It's not this small, but I love the whole thing. Um, I thank you so much for uh, listening in. And remember, guys, invest in yourself because that's how you get better.